This show is furnished by The Cochran Firm. KBC Talk Radio 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. We are coming to you live on this very tumultuous day. It is May 20... It is May 30th. May 30th, May man. 30th. Uh, and I'm sitting across from my best friend, Mr. James Oates. How are you doing today? You're looking pretty good. Man, it's hard to feel anything else but heavy, man. This stuff is intense. It's like Garcetti said, this was supposed to be the weekend of openings, but... It's not. That's the sound, man. The muffled words are articulating the concept. No justice. No peace. And folks, this isn't happening in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we've heard of so much horror. It's not happening in New York. It's not happening in the South. It's not happening in Atlanta. This is happening on 3rd and Fairfax, folks, in our city of Los Angeles. Protests have become violent. We haven't heard, thankfully, that any lives have been lost. But nevertheless, we are being confronted with some very stark realities as a nation. And we're going to do a special show today because we're going to be talking about central themes, things that we can think of as universal truths. And the title for this show is May 25, 2020. Once again, May 25, 2020. Because that was a day when a lot of very uncomfortable realities became very apparent to us. And one of the first themes that I'm going to discuss with you, it's actually articulated by Albert Einstein. You cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created the problem. I'm just going to leave that out there. You cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created the problem. So the first thing has shook up the country along the level that I can only remember happening during the first release of the Rodney King video. We're talking about George Floyd, 46 years old, African-American, Handcuffed, we literally see an officer with no uh, sign of emotion on his face, clearly in uniform. His knee is on the man's neck. The man's neck is prone. He is saying, I can't breathe. Hard to watch, man. It is incredibly hard to watch. watch. You know, I've been doing this for 26 years. I've never seen anything like it. This is not about me, but... Man, I told you, like, all the video that we've watched over the years, things that you've shown me, things that are so egregious, and there is some really tough stuff we've seen, but right. that's a hard one. And, and, and one of the reasons, that's a great point, John, one of the reasons why is because it goes on for so long. Yes. But I want to submit to you folks that the real reason why it's so horrifying is because there are three officers standing around while this is going on, doing absolutely nothing. Yes, and it's not like there's a lot of rage. It's not like people are angry. No. 
They are no one's, they're, not, they're not scuffling. You, know, you can almost understand like the guy accidentally rolls over and breaks his neck or right. something. They're in a scuffle. It's kind of intense. You could understand that. Everything's calm. I am beginning to believe that true evil is manifested not by anger or by shouting. It's just when you are taking someone's life and you're so calm about it and everything is so smooth, it's as if nothing is wrong. Well, my thing is like you, you got a guy begging you, please. Please, please, and you just keep doing it. I mean, come on. How could you even do that? How could you how could you hear someone doing it? Please, I just can't I just let me breathe. I can't breathe. Please, I'm bet yes. the guy's begging him. He was know? even calling out for his mother at one point. Yeah, I mean he's begging him, man. He just it's really, really hard. So, you know, but that wasn't all, folks. And as I discussed the theme for that incident, I am going to refer to the Ten Commandments. And the theme for that is thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not kill. I took a Kabbalah class a a long time ago, and they they were saying that the Ten Commandments, it's not just for the person that is the victim, but it's the person that is the the person that does it, will suffer more than the person that is the victim. And these are ways that you can live that have been passed down from thousands and thousands of years, and thou shalt not kill is a simple component. But when you see what occurred... You have never seen a more protracted, merciless killing by law enforcement. But let's think about it like this, folks. Take away the fact that Mr. Floyd is African-American. Take away the the fact that the man taking his life is Caucasian and in uniform. Just imagine two neutral humans. Right. That's not what happened. But just imagine one man with a knee on the neck of another man who is handcuffed and completely defenseless. Thou shalt not kill. But that's not the only thing that happened, folks. We also had a situation in New York. And I'm going to... Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording. Please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. I'm taking pictures of the cops. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. This really happened. Actual 911 call. He had said that her dog was not on a leash, and he told her to put a leash on the dog. Literally, yeah. Yeah, that's actually, what precipitated actually, this. Actually, there's some backstory to that too. And there's a man, African American, who's a bicycle He's recording me and threatening me and my dog. There is an African American man. I am in Central Park. He is recording me and threatening myself and my dog. Thou shalt not bear false witness yep. against thy neighbor. It is one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Now, we have to be realistic. We have to understand that these aren't just neutral situations and they're not race-neutral situations. These are the outgrowth of that terrible experiment of slavery, which set in motion a categorization of humans that had never happened in history before we had white and black people in this country all of a sudden yep we had white and black invented invented a concept and if we're going to really look at this and i'm gonna i'm gonna be wanting your calls in a minute we have to look at 
the fact that there was an original sin that happened in connection with the formation of this country. And it manifested itself in a civil war in which bullets were flying, people were bayoneted. When our population density was substantially lower than it is now, we lost on the order of 700 and 700, 750,000 individuals. Yep. But this is what I want to submit to you folks as you're driving in your cars, you're listening at home. And I hope that someone out there will disagree with me. But what I am going to tell you is that we are still at war. That war is still happening. We're not seeing battle lines being drawn in a sense of armies that are stacked up on each side of a big field. But the war is very much on. And it is very much ripping apart the fabric of who we are as a nation. Now, we usually have something pretty specific. But at a time like this, there can never be a more vague discussion, if you will. Jim and I are racking our brains. We want to know from you all if this is as bad as we think it is. We want to know if you're thinking about this in the context of a war. We want to know, are we in trouble? Is this something that we should take seriously? And if so, how can we apply that first principle, which is you cannot solve a problem with the same mind that created it? And how can we appeal to a higher, a higher level of compassion? How can we tap into our better angels? And how can we look at these things and say never again in our hearts, not just with our words, but with our hearts. And folks, we really would like anyone who would like to, to join the discussion. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-KBC. 1-800-222-5222. The events of this country, as so poignantly demonstrated on Monday, May 25th, 2020. Are we sick? And it seems so horribly ironic that at this same time, we are dealing with a different kind of sickness manifested by a microscopic organism that does not care what race you are or how rich you are or whether you are a Democratic or whether you are Republican. Republican. Yep. If you have a feeling about this, folks... This is the time that we can talk about it. You can chime in at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-5222. We will respect whatever opinion it is. And when we really think about the reasons why people are so outraged, we have to consider imagery. And there is something ancient and painful about the image that we saw with regard to Mr. Floyd. 
Well, yeah, I'd like to go back and, and paint that picture again. And I'd like for people listening to imagine this. Yes. You're a bystander. You're someone that's just been walking down the sidewalk. You're going to the store. You're going to pick something up. There's some police officers and they've got this guy. And, yeah, maybe he did something wrong. You usually assume someone did something wrong that the police have got him in custody and they've got him down on the ground. Yeah. And you're kind of walking by and there's a couple of people standing there and they're already kind of talking. They kind of sound a little nervous. You can tell that something's happening that's a little different than normal. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of stop just to see. Because, you know, you don't want to really bother, but you stop. You're a bystander. You're watching this and, and you see this guy on the ground. Now, he's no longer a guy in custody. He's just a human being. And he's begging to breathe. He's begging to be let up, and he's not trying to hit anybody. He's not trying to shoot anybody. He's not yelling. He's not screaming. He's not struggling. He's laying there. He's he's begging. He says he can't breathe, and the guy that's holding him down happens to be a police officer. I get it. He's wearing a uniform. We have to respect the uniform. He's got his knee on the guy's neck, and he's just looking around, and he kind of just, you know, and then he kind of leans into him a little bit more and he leans that knee in a little bit more. And you're a bystander and you're standing there and you're watching one because human being. Because this is happening for such a long time. another human being and you're standing there. What do you do? I mean, I, I, let, me, let me back up. Someone's in a, a, a building and, and the building's on fire and they're screaming. They're begging to, to, for someone to do something, get them out of the building. What do you do in that situation? I could run in and get a person in the fire, but I can tell you that one of the things that is really uh, stark is that your, the color of your skin will in many ways define your experience on the American landscape. And from a very, very early age, I was brutally, and I mean literally brutally made aware of the fact that I am not wanting to be anywhere near a police officer under right. any circumstances. Right. That was made brutally aware to me. So I'm not going to run into a, a bevy of cops for any reason whatsoever. Yeah. But were it not police, there is no way I could watch no that happen. No way you could watch it happen. And that's an interesting point. So how are we doing? We're going to just go straight through. Uh, we've got some folks on. Matthew from Camarillo. Um, I'd like to thank you at the, in these trying times for reaching out to us. Oh, Welcome Matthew. to our Nation Divided folks. And if you'd like to join the discussion, we really would love to hear from you. We're not going to blame anybody on this episode. We're not going to spew hatred. We're not going to talk about all of the people that we dislike i love ideas i genuinely right. want to hear some people with some great ideas they find themselves in because i'm struggling with it you find I yourself in this, you find yourself in this challenging situation and, and you think what would i do i mean you, the, you don't want the guy to die you, you want that the police have to do their job but what do you do right you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222 once again 1-800-222-kbc that was a helpful point jim matthew tell us what you feel brother um well, I've been listening to your discussion, and uh, I got to say, I do appreciate the uh, the Ten Commandment reference. Thank you. Uh, I feel like God is obviously out of the equation in, in most of these situations. In the sense of society, has pushed God out of our lives. Um, mm. Jesus tells us to forgive, and I can't imagine what it's like for the family of uh, the gentleman to forgive. I, I can't imagine being in that situation, but it eases their hearts. And it also teaches evil a lesson that evil cannot overcome with other people's anger. That's a great point, Matthew. Great. And I'd like to just we do, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, please keep going. Keep please, going. Keep man. going. No, I'm yeah. just saying, if we, if we can actually forgive people for being as evil as that, uh, I think evil would cease to exist. Well, I uh, I would like to just throw this out there, and maybe what we did see 
was a manifestation of God. Now, we saw horror and we saw death. But perhaps what God wants us to do is pay attention to the elephants in the room that are destroying folks. Mm -hmm. And perhaps he picked this one day to really highlight a couple of things that he wants us to be aware of. Because uh, this is something that has happened for a long time. And very right, just rarely is anybody yes. aware of yeah, it. Yeah, it just wasn't videotaped before. And that's what the videotaping world thing has done for us with cell phones and stuff. Amen. But but Matthew, while you're with us, I just I wanted to kind of stay with this thought because I am intimately aware of what a family goes through when this happens. And there's always a difference between what the people that are carrying the signs are saying and what the mothers who have lost their boys are saying. And my career and my life has taught me one thing. I don't believe there is a pain in this world that is worse than a mother having to bury her son. And I also don't think there is a pain worse than a mother that has to bury her son due to a homicide. You know how you find out when you lose your loved one by homicide? You get a phone call. It is a jarring thing. And typically for the first week or even half a week or you, you don't think it's real. You don't think it happened. You think it's a dream. This is not happening to me. And just that's the mind just kind of not being able to handle it all at the same time. But there really isn't the type of furious anger. They just they have such a glazed look in their eyes and such an emptiness in their soul. They just want to know how could this happen. The only thing that the true victims want to know is what can we do to keep this from happening to somebody else? What can we do to keep another family from going through this? And the reality is, it's going to be up to us. So, Matthew, I can't thank you enough. And folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. I'm not slamming anybody today. I'm not going to let Jim slam anybody today. But the discussion is 1-800-222-5222. We want to know, Matthew, if you were in charge, really in charge, what would you do or say to try to bridge the gap? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, I think... I don't know is a good it's answer. A, <laughs> it's, an, it's an individual, personal um, gut check. You kind of have to sit there and think, like, you put the, the explanation of if you were there on the scene, what would you do? I have visions of myself tackling that guy off of, uh, you know, off of the guy's neck. I have visuals of yes. that happening, yeah. breaking through and just yeah. and going through and being a hero in that sense. And then I have also. But then you think, what do you really do? Yeah, you, exactly, they would have said, step back, you. step back, you, and they would have pulled out a gun. And you might have got yourself, in, you know, you, there might have been two dead people out right. there. And, and you know, yeah. One of, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I just feel like um, we we live on this earth, and we have to come to the realization that death is inevitable. Yeah. Um, I'm not glorifying death in any sense of the word. I feel a, a great sense of peace having a spiritual backing in my life. And I feel like when you leave this earth and you meet God and, and the judgment comes upon you, uh, this is based on my belief system, I, I honestly believe that there is a peace outside of this world. This world is full of decay and destruction and evil, right. and, and it's disgusting. And I, I actually 
Um, I'm grateful that that Mr. Floyd is in a better place now than he is. Well, yeah, uh, everyone except Mr. Floyd himself, I'm sure, is grateful. But I, I want to pass something along to you, folks. Is I've probably filed more of these cases than anybody in the state. When a police officer shoots and kills an unarmed person, it's not like they wake up in the morning saying, "This is something I'm going to do." And I can really think only of about three times where I was truly thought. This guy is right sociopathic. Yeah, almost all the cases that you do, it's one of those kind of situations where it's a compound effect. We talked about like that ego depletion concept. Right. They get to the end of the day, right. you know, they've just had one. It's just the the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. The vast majority though feel horrible and for they, the rest exactly, of their life. Exactly. Right. And you think there's no remorse? There's no remorse. They might be banging their chest around the other guys in the locker room, but they're taking that yes, home remorse. with them. Yes. Because there's something inherently wrong. And it's antithetical to our core as humans to take life, right? especially human life. Yeah, human life. And you have to live with that. So you start thinking about that and you start thinking about this situation that we saw uh, in, in Minnesota where there, there was absolutely no human feeling going on at all. Tough. I think, uh, and I'd like, I'd like to weigh in if anybody on the phone has seen the video, I think that they should charge the people that were standing around with the exact same charge That's what I that agree. they charged with think. the guy. Yeah, in a, in a way that's me. almost worse, right? Yeah, because you've got people who are in the position of power. So like Matthew right. said, like Matthew, you said, I see myself. I have this vision of myself charging in and trying to do something to stop it. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, what do you do? Do you just walk up and say, please let me help somewhere? Absolutely. Let me, let me do anything. Officer, let me do something. Let me hold him for you, officer. I'll, I'll restrain him. Do anything. Please let me help. But, but to do something, Jim, that's why I love you so much because I know you would do something. But the thing is. And is that's that, the point. Doing, the even is, if you get it wrong, doing something. Right. But the, th- the point is that you've got guys that are there that are tasked with doing something. They have the 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 right, right and responsibility to do something, and they got their back turned. So I mean, okay, that's, that's fine. All right, folks, listen. If you'd like to uh, join the discussion, I hope I didn't cut anybody off. If you'd no, like no. to join the discussion, you can reach us at one eight hundred two 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 five two 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 one eight hundred two 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 KBC. How are we going to heal ourselves, Matthew? Don't go anywhere. I'm going to switch briefly to Mike. Uh, Mike. Uh, let's get you on there. Thank you so much for calling, brother. Uh, if anybody else would like to join the discussion, once again, you don't have to be a superstar. No degrees necessary. Just a heart for today's episode. Just a heart. And, Mike, uh, tell us what you think. Thank you, Brian. Um, brother, I, I have so much to say. I'll try to keep it up. First of all, I watched several videos, including one from before being on the ground with the Officer, you know, holding him down by the neck. Alex is what I saw really wrenched my heart. I mean, yeah. what was done to George Floyd, even if he had lived and did not die, that should have never ever been done to him. That is such a great point. Back. I mean, it's just un- totally unacceptable, unbelievable. I, I don't think, I think that's an act of an individual and, as was you guys mentioned, the surrounding police officers who would not stop their rogue officer from doing what he was doing yeah. and who are keeping the, the citizens who are watching the onlookers keeping them back right to right. amen mike mike let me ask you this I, I mean, are you aware horrible, horrible. Have, have you thought about Another the fact point, go ahead keep going mike. Sorry, keep, the yeah, correct oh. translation is thou shall not murder going from hebrew to english it's not thou shall not kill big difference but did this police officer murder um george floyd um that the autopsy report what i heard in the news claimed that he did not die from asphyxiation, whatever, but maybe it was or strangulation, but maybe it's a heart attack. All I can say is I believe he would not have died. No, there's you no know, way you could make the argument that. that had right. that not happened, he would have lived. Now, that, that's what I'm just telling you. You see these autopsy reports a lot of times 
And, you know, when people were getting killed in police custody for a long time, they were saying, well, this is excited delirium associated with cocaine abuse or this is some uh, nervous reaction. With If you had an enlarged heart, whatever, maybe you had hypertension – that body was under an incredible amount of stress it's, for an incredible not, long period of it's time. Not un, it's not unreasonable to take a stretch and look at that video. All those kind of the resolutions, kind of iffy to do this, is to say that that could have just been a blood choke. I mean, he could have literally been blood choked out. When you get someone on one side, that's all that it takes. Now, Mike, yeah, I, yeah, the I, clotted I, artery there in the neck. Uh, another point is the, from what I understand from the news, the accused crime was passing a counterfeit ten dollar bill. Twenty dollars, twenty dollar bill. Yeah. Do you check all your money you get back and change to see if it's counterfeit, or you put it in your wallet or pocket and you go spend it later? Look, I don't care what he was guilty of or charged with, and I no, always I'm saying go back he to may this. not have been guilty of anything. He may have been a victim. If in fact he had a counterfeit bill, he may have been a victim that he may have received that. In change from a store. He might have, but the idea is we're all innocent until proven guilty. You give a man a death penalty, uh, you've taken away his due process right to his day in court. But, Mike, I want to throw one more thing off you. And, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. We're going to get to you, Jerry, in a minute. This is what I'd like to throw at you. Consider that perhaps this killing did not happen on May 25th, but perhaps it was years in the making. In other words, perhaps... This is something that was the 80th domino to fall in that police department and that there was a culture that made these officers comfortable doing this because that is the most insidious part of that thing. There should have, They were so incredibly calm as this man's life force I mean, if you if you want to say God, you want to say the watchmaker, you want to say whatever, it's an amazing thing. The human heart, it's designed to keep on beating. It doesn't even get tired, really. It's just designed to keep on beating, keep on beating. It wasn't made by Microsoft or, or Apple. It's just designed to keep going, and it takes an awful lot to stop it. But to me, Brian, the but, whole, but hold the on. Whole... Do, you think that, do you think, Mike, that this is maybe something that was part of the culture within the department? Well, let me speak, and I think you two will agree with me what I'm going to say is that I believe a certain percentage of police officers go into that line of work because they like to beat people up. They like to throw their weight around and be able to get away with it doing under color of authority. Um, so that could be the case. I don't know. Um, regarding a culture, um, some police officers seem to think that they're like higher than all the other citizens. Some police officers are very good. They do a great job. They're there for service, but there are others that they will violate the law. I mean, I see, for example, Nelson Gunda with the police unions, the electoral process, some very corrupt things to elect the city council yep. candidates. And I understand that, Mike. I'm going to have to put a button on you just well, real quick. I just want to say, police officers, um, they got different facets to them. Okay? Well, they're human. Yeah. Let, me, let me stop you one minute, Mike. Let me stop you. We're going to get back to you. Don't go anywhere. Uh, but one thing, folks, that, that I have to put out there, and I just have to do this because I know but from my career, I've been doing police misconduct cases, mostly death cases, 26 years, 25, 25 years, starting 26. The, the vast majority of police aren't the type of police that you would consider to be Nazis, the vast majority. And there is no one that hates a bad cop more than a good cop. And they don't really get the credit that they deserve. Well, and that's kind of that's the point I was going to try to make just a second ago, Brian. For you, but I know you wanted to get back to Mike. Ahead, yeah, is to ahead. say this. So the, we've talked a lot about this on this show. You and I've been talking about it for years and years and years. 
police officers. There's good police officers. There are sometimes some bad guys. That All the things you're saying are true, and we, we talk about it over and over and over again. But now we come to the point where we have to say, what are we going to do about it? And what can we do about it? Because here's the thing. It's not just their fault. I mean, we say it's their fault. Sure, there's things that happen that are really bad, but what are we going to do about it? The example of this guy with bystanders standing around, not even knowing what to do, not maybe even being empowered to do anything about it. The other thing that we didn't even get to today before the show ends early is that this thing that happened in Louisville that happened before the the Floyd incident where a woman was shot and killed in her own home right. in the middle of the night from a no-knock. There's warrant. so much going on. And there's so much going on. But the point is there – that's another that, – to me, it's almost the same. What You're in your own home. I know there's some different laws that revolve around this, but you're in your own home and police, they have a search warrant. They've been – they're validly there. They're doing what would be their job, but you – on the other hand, don't know what's going on, you know, and it's the same thing with people coming up on the street and seeing a guy there and not knowing what to do. What are we going to do about it? So, folks, uh, let me just ask a quick question. Of my Okay, so uh, it looks like uh, we are going to be taking a break pretty shortly, uh, but I wanted to hear someone weigh in about the other thing that happened in New York with the woman that uh, is calling in to... Uh, the dispatcher saying that she is being threatened and she is very insistent uh, upon telling the person who is going to call the police that it is an African-American man. That's Same threatening example. Her. What are we going to do about that? So I'm walking through uh, a Central Park or whatever and I, I see this white girl and I see this black guy and I yeah. see this whole thing going down. What am I going to do about it? What's what's going to be my – what's going to be the step that I take and then how am I going to do it in a way that's compassionate, that does not uh, – that does not – take the thing to another level but de-escalates it so folks they're gonna they're gonna tell us to leave now but we're definitely not anywhere near finishing this discussion for everybody who's holding i'm sorry um i was only able to get to mike and matthew thank you so much for calling brothers we got to really get this thing together folks because we are all in the same boat in it and whether we agree with you whether we disagree with you the one thing that i can always say about myself is is absolutely we love you all all, folks be safe out there and we're going to talk about this next week too we'll get back la this show is furnished by the cochran firm 